3: I'm Oprah Winfrey. Welcome to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is time. Taking time to be more fully present. Your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now. Sister Joan Chittister encourages us to take a second look at the faith we thought we knew. An award-winning author of nearly 50 books, she brings her passion, her energy, and fiery spirit to everything she does. Born in Dubois, Pennsylvania, Sister Joan says she felt called to be a nun at just three years old after the death of her father. As she grew in faith, she also grew in the courage of her convictions. The devout Catholic nun with a modern mind, she speaks out about the role women play in our global culture. Her wisdom and moxie have taken her far beyond the monastery walls. Today, she's 78. She writes, lectures, travels the world, spreading a universal message of peace, justice, and equality. I love it that uh, my good friend Elizabeth Lesser, who's been on this show many times, as you know, calls you a spiritual visionary who lives between water and fire. <laughs> Only Elizabeth
1: catch it so well <laughs> between water and fire. Do you see that in yourself? No, uh, oh. but I recognize that when somebody reads it back to me, <laughs> I say to myself, "Oh goodness, am I coming across like that? I'm, I'm really, I'm really quite a sap. I'm really a patsy." But my problem is that I, I care a lot. I care a lot, and it's that picture of Jesus walking from Galilee to Jerusalem and seeing someone on the side of the road, and he simply can't pass.
3: What is amazing is is that you've been a Catholic nun for 60 years. Two years. 62 years. And I talk a lot on this show about calling. I speak a lot in my life about, because I believe everybody who's on the planet, you've been called to do, to, right. to live up to your, your yes. hum- humanity, right. your humanness. But I've never quite met anybody who knew at three years old, standing looking in a casket, You're right. that 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 being a nun was your calling. Can you tell me how you knew that?
1: Yeah, I do. It was quite clear to this little mind. Uh, my father had died. Uh, he was 23. My mother was a 21-year-old widow, uh, with this little baby. How many and children does she so. have? Oh, I'm it. Yeah. Yeah. And and. Uh, uh, she dressed to. She dressed me to take me to the funeral parlor. Her brothers and sisters are, said, "You're not going. You cannot take that child yes. to a funeral parlor." Mm-hmm. My mother said, "Her father died. She has to grieve like we do. She's going." So she's holding me now in front of the casket. I've got my little hands around her head. I can feel the tears. Her face are is wet. I know something terrible. But I'm looking over her shoulder, mm-hmm. like I'm looking there, and down there. At the end of the casket, I say, Mama, what are those two things? What are those things? At, at, there, at the end. And my mother sir, hugs me a little and she says, Honey, those are, those are sisters. Those are special friends of Daddy's and special friends of God's. They taught your daddy in high school, and they're going to stay here tonight. And when God comes for Daddy's soul, they're going to say, This is Joan's daddy, and, and he, he's very good. Take him straight to God. And I said to myself, I want to be one of those. I thought that was the best job in the in the world. You just sit around waiting and, and helping, da- helping people's
3: daddies get to yes, God. That's right. Helping people. That daddies was, daddies and I spent God. the
1: rest of my life racing across streets to say hello to nuns. Hi, sister. Hi, sister. And I went to a Catholic school, and I was not disappointed. I don't have any horror stories of my Catholic education. Those sisters were loving. They were smart, they were competent, and they became a model of womanhood for me. Mm. A long time, before there was any language for it. Well, this is what's so interesting. You, you, you've authored now how many books? Fifty. About. Fifty
3: books. But a nun who is a passionate advocate for women around the world. Yes. Yeah. I know you care very much about what happens to women in the world. Are you disappointed at what happens to women in the church?
1: Oh, of course. Mm. Well, because you have to be. If uh, there's nothing wrong with the gospel, it's clear. Jesus had no problem with women. They were part of the band. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were walking with him in the, in the streets when no woman was permitted to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus, is, uh, I have said for years, and mean it quite sincerely, Jesus was a feminist. But all of a sudden when the churches get institutionalized, right, guess who's in charge? By men. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And that's what we're dealing with ever since. But the but the message in in the Gospels is quite clear and that's what we have to hold on to.
3: Does the God you pray to have a gender? No. Not at all. No. Not at all. You write about the divine feminine. How is the divine feminine different than the divine masculine?
1: Well, in the first place, we're not talking about the divine male yeah. and the divine female. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the God who is life, who is all of energy, who is the seed of everything that ever existed, who burst into the universe with with everything that we'll ever see and ever be able to be. Now, if that God is the the... Ultimate and primary seed of all life. That's my seed, as well as his seed over there and you cannot have a consciousness of god unless you have a consciousness then of life in all of its forms right so god isn't a catholic god oh god no (laughs) no no but we used to tell a marvelous i just told this two nights ago in charleston about the anglican who came and saint peter said yeah you've been good you can get in Uh, just uh, just remember to tiptoe by room 10 the Methodist, yeah, you, you're doing well. He said, What, well, just you, you got a room down there, but just tiptoe by room 10. And the Lutheran came and, and he said, uh, you know, I, I got a good record on you. You just, you got a room down here, just tiptoe. And he turned around and he said, St. Peter, why, why are we all tiptoeing by room 10? He said, because that's a Catholic room and they think they're the only ones up here. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we came from, but I didn't. You see, when my mother married again, she married a Presbyterian. And I, my little life, your moved. Catholic mom, married yes, a Presbyterian. That's right. And that was a big no-no. That's right. In both churches, Catholics had no monopoly on prejudice. yeah. And I saw the goodness in my stepfather. he he, he was he was. A good man, a good, honest man. Isn't it
3: amazing how we human beings have a way of creating divisions where there are none? Obviously, through race and class. And I just think when I read that, that, oh, wow, the Presbyterians and the Catholics also? Yes. Wow.
1: Well, and and think what you just said. We create the divisions. How is that, Oprah, when we all say we believe in one God? All of them, every religion says there's one God. Now, if that is true, yes. why would we expect the message to be different everywhere? Why wouldn't we understand that this one God would have one message for one humanity? Why wouldn't we realize that that God has, has a different faces and different tongues, but that the message that comes through is going to be compassion, right. it's gonna be honesty. It's it, gonna
3: be love. And it's gonna be love. That is the
1: language. Yes. Did you
0: know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help to support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to AAPIA scholars. APIA scholars is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store.
2: Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13.
3: Well, this is what I want to talk to you about today. I was so struck by... um, in Essential Writings, page 117, when you talk about becoming fully human. And you ask the question, what does it mean to be human? And you tell the story, if you can take us back, to the night you lost your bird,
1: Philly. yeah. Yeah, I was about 12, uh, if this is, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was about 12, we came home expecting company, so we'd all been out shopping, and my little parakeet was gone. Mm -hmm. I was an only child. This may seem strange to people, but that little bird was my companion. Mm -hmm. This, I I didn't go home to playmates. I went home to Billy, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Billy's now missing. My father moved every piece of furniture in that apartment. My mother looked under How long did you have Billy? I'd had her. I'd had Billy, I suppose, about three years, certainly two years. Mm. I mean, and I had taught her to talk a little bit, that Mm. kind of stuff. The company came. Uh, I'm the child in the house. And I don't know how your family ran, but the kid got out of the the bed. You are to be seen and not heard. That's right. And the family went to bed. Okay. But uh, my heart was breaking and I got into that bed and I put my face down in the pillow and I sobbed. I knew I had to be quiet, I couldn't disturb anybody, but I was crying and my little body was heaving. And the next thing I knew was I felt somebody on the floor beside me and then an arm on my back and I realized it was my mother. And then I felt somebody on the floor on the other side and I realized it was my father and they had their arms around me saying that's all right darling that's all right we understand that's all right and i and i said to myself later as i looked back over the years that's when i learned that humanity is about identifying with somebody else's pain with with being there yeah. with with somehow or other knowing that you cannot pass on the road because it's not your bird and it's not your child and it's not your pain. Humanity is the ability to hurt for the others because that's the only fuel that will stop the injustice. Mm -hmm. You must know people as people and you must do what they need in the middle of their pain. Wow. And then
3: you go on to say, That is what we have lost. We defend ourselves by threatening the globe and our own level of civilized humanness with it. We've chosen technological progress and financial profits over the needs of human beings. We have bartered the quality of our own souls. We live the denial of reverence for life.
1: Yes. We're living off of, re- of, of weapons. Our shoes are made someplace else. Our jeans are made someplace else. Our toys are made at some other child's uh, diminishment. And, but what we're selling are our weapons. And
3: you go on to say, we've become a society of machines and business degrees, of stocks and bonds, of world power and world devastation, of what works and what makes money. This is, this is what got me. We train our young to get ahead, our middle age to
1: consume, and our elderly to be silent. Oh, oh, oh. We have taken the wisdom factor right out of modern civilization. We have used education to keep young people out of the workforce as long as we can, because we're not producing anything. We're not doing anything, and then we use retirement as the way to get them out as soon as possible. So here we take them out up here, just when they know something, just when their experience and their own sense of moral choices has now been developed to, the, to a high point. Because that's we, what aging is. That's right, that's it's the wisdom is. factor. It's the wisdom factor. And we never ask them another question. We we just simply throw people away. They're disposable and we wonder why our only answers are technological and financial. So you go on to say,
3: we are sophisticated now. We talk about our ideas for getting ahead rather than about our ideas for touching God. I love that line. Yeah, So much I'm gonna say it again. We talk about our ideas for getting ahead rather than about our ideas for touching God. We are miles from our roots and light years away from our upbringings. This really struck me. We have abandoned the concerns of the civilizations before us. We have forsaken the good, the true, and the beautiful for the effective, the powerful, and the opulent. We have abandoned enoughness for the sake of consumption. We are modern, we are progressive, and we are
1: lost. Deny it, deny it. We even manage to bottle religion. We have forgotten that the, you know, there's a great Sufi story about uh, the the disciples say to the master, master, uh, don't die. If you go, what will we do? Whatever, you don't die. Mm -hmm. And one day he says to them, look, I'm gonna tell you something. I I have been with you all these years and all I have done is, is point at the moon. When I go, I hope to God you will finally see the moon. We have the institutions. We have have the church organizations. Uh, We we have all all the the literature. But the fact of the matter is that it's got to be all about God. And it's got to be all about our contemplating God. What does that mean? Contemplation comes down to seeing the world as God sees the world. God is compassion. We have, how do we know that? Because we have everything we need. Everything we need to live good lives on this earth Mm -hmm. if we could only get our hands on them. Mm -hmm. If you could only live with the people that I live with. So the
3: suffering and the wars and the devastation and the shame that so many people have to endure because of other people doing tragic things to them, That's because people are doing that. That's right. Yeah, because we have been given everything we need. That's right. Yeah, people are doing that. Because
1: people say, where is God in that? Where is God in that? I've heard it so much. We have to pray for the elimination of nuclear weapons. I said, why? Why would you pray for the elimination? Well, because they're terrible. I said, then get rid of them. God didn't create nuclear weapons. We did. And we can uncreate them anytime we want to. We keep blaming God, sitting around, waiting for God to save us from this and save us from that and save us from this. We have to say no to it ourselves. We have to stand up and say because no. Because
3: God yes. has given us everything, right. everything, we need. everything we need. Is there a common core to all spiritual practices? Because I know you make it a priority to engage with people of other faiths, yeah. saying God comes in many colors, and many speaks it, in many, many tongues. tongues. That's right. Ah.
1: Yes. The practices differ. Every, every denomination, every tradition practices its faith, demonstrates it, right. um, makes an iconography of it in different words and different ways. Yes. It's not the practice. It's what the practice is meant to be about yeah. and what the practice is meant to get you, and those are all common. Yeah, and I just
3: love you saying, the practice, everyone in every faith, whether you're a Muslim or Hindu or Christian, it, every practice is pointing to the moon. To the moon. That's right. To that which is God. That's right. Yeah, that which is God. Mm-hmm. So, the soul is a common theme in 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 all the major faiths. What do you, how do you define the soul?
1: Well, I for me, I mean, the soul, as far as I'm concerned, is that that light of consciousness. Of, of the beauty of life, and it's given to you to keep. And those who are, we, we'll talk about people being soulful mm-hmm. or full of soul mm-hmm. or having more soul mm-hmm. than other, and you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's layers of consciousness. It's layers of awareness. Mm-hmm. And so the, the more life that you let in, the more life you will have and then your own soul does grow. And and you know, uh, Exubery says someplace, something like this, he says, um, to live is to be slowly born. Mm. There's no magic age. 18 doesn't do it, 21 doesn't oh, do it. Oh, I love it. that, I love that. To, be, to, to live, live is, is to, to be slowly, be slowly born. born. It's a process. Yeah. And so the soul also grows in us. I don't have the same soul. That I had at six. I have a soul now that's thicker, deeper, warmer, broader, brighter, wiser, wiser, wiser than ever before. Wiser.
3: I. Uh, this is what I love so much in this writing, and if you, if, uh, this is my favorite takeaway for for this Sunday, among others. You say it is possible to go beyond religion, and become a prayer. Oh yes. I just the
1: idea of becoming yeah. a prayer. Yeah. How do we do that? Well you just know it. I mean you you know the presence of God. That whole notion then of of becoming a prayer mm-hmm. is is this is this notion of becoming a filter that sees God in everything. Mm. Right here in front of your face. This is this is the God this is the God moment. This is the God consciousness in you. Sometimes that comes through prayer, formal prayer, regular prayer, Mm -hmm. ritual prayer. Sometimes it comes through another person. You say, I've never seen anybody like that. Mm -hmm. This, this is amazing sometimes it comes through responsibility this is my child and i have been given this child to raise well sometimes it comes through a ministry i am doing this yes i i i'd like to be paid more i'm not being paid as much but i know i belong here because this is my gift and i'm touching people the best i can that's the prayer power and that 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 is your becoming of prayer and that's the filter through which you see the world Mm.
2: discover why critics are calling kingdom of the planet of the apes the best film of the franchise what a wonderful day it's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible i need to go hang on it is our time Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13.
0: An episode and start your journey to
2: greatness today.
3: What is the purpose, do you think, of human experience?
1: Oh, it's to grow us into God. It's so we can melt into God as we go. It's to keep. What, what, what is the purpose of, of leaven in in dough? To 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 enable it to expand, and so human experience is the is the leaven of God. In, a, in, in, in the world around us. And so we are either growing or collapsing at every moment. We're, we're either becoming bigger sold or smaller sold at every moment. And, and however you and I become, everybody else becomes around us, or otherwise they have no model.
3: You also write that listening to life is also the key to spiritual growth.
1: Yeah, I believe it is because because it's the only it's the only proper ground of compassion. Don't you think life is speaking to us all the time, all the time, all the time, and calling us out of ourselves all of the, the time. time? Yeah, if you contemplate God, the answer to the contemplation of God is to do the will of God for other people. That's where compassion comes in to to serve with passion, to serve with love, to have passion for what's going on in front of you. And you put those two things together, this contemplation of the will of God and the compassion that proves that you have touched the heart of God, and that is you as prayer. I love that.
3: So what do you believe? What do you define as
1: human? Well, you, you, what, I, what I believe is that God wills us well and not woe and that our responsibility as humans mm-hmm. is to get that and give that to one another.
3: And when you say God, again, I'm just saying this to, for people who are yeah. just joining us, as a Catholic nun, you're not talking about the Catholic God. No, You're I'm not talking about, God. about You're talking about the all-inclusive. Oh, yes. I'm talking about
1: the God who is life. The God who all is life. life. All life. Your life yeah. and yeah. my life. Which
3: I think is a good definition
1: it of is. God, don't you? Well, of course God it is. God is life, yeah. God is life, mm. and God is love. I don't understand any religion that, that that isn't centered in those two things. I mean, you can make up all your liturgical dances that you want, and mm-hmm. I'll love them. Mm-hmm. I'll be the first one to join. Mm-hmm. But if it ends there, something's wrong. We missed. We didn't touch the mind of God. And without these, life is useless. Oh. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. A joke. And humanity a farce is what you yes, say. Yes, yeah. that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, you do come with your heart on fire, Uh your heart's on fire. What is it you most want to see change in the world?
1: Well, I'm I'm fundamental about this. I really believe that nothing is going to change in the world until the situation of women changes. Yeah. I really believe that, and and I'll tell you why. You cannot simply dismiss over half of the human race, which means dismiss their agendas, dismiss their needs, dismiss their gifts dismiss their intelligence. Uh, We we are now at the place where uh, men are running everything, which means that uh, humanity is seeing with one eye, hearing with one ear, and thinking with one half of the human brain. No wonder we're doing the things we're doing. We're bringing to the table only half the needs of the human race. And I don't mean that men are are doing this uh, purposefully it's just that they only have half the experience they have half the wisdom they have half the intelligence so they're making full decisions out of half of the of the of the resources that we should have and it looks like it Every single time. Who gets left behind? Who are the poorest of the poor? Who are two-thirds of the... The women and the children. Yeah, the women and the the children. Women and the children. women and the children. She's got one on this. All over the world. One in her arms and one in her belly, and she's walking across the desert, and nobody is pulling up a golf cart to get her. How can we do that? How can we look at that and not understand that that has to change?
3: So what could we be, what should we be doing now to fulfill our humanity?
1: Yeah, youngsters, young, young college women asked me that two weeks ago in, uh, in Minneapolis, and my answer was not flip, it was, it was real. My answer was something. What should we do? Something. something. Each of us must do something. something. Where we are that changes the the uh, the attitude of the neighborhood and the attitude of the office and the attitude of of the boardroom and the attitude of the bank. Do something
3: wherever you see,
1: wherever you are,
3: wherever you see That's right. despair, wherever Absolute. you see it. Yes. Yeah, I used to say this um, so many years when I was doing the Oprah Show. Once you've seen it and it's come into your consciousness, you can't pretend you didn't see it. And you You can can, never not see it again. You can never not see it again. You can never now act like you don't know about those people. You can't. No, you can't. So wherever you are, do something. Do
1: something. Yeah.
3: Being a nun and living as you do a strict religious practice, Where where is the line between religion and spirituality for you?
1: Well, it's at that pointing at the moon. Pointing at the moon. It's that religion is pointing at the moon. That's right. Yeah. Religion is not the ultimate. Religion is not itself the moon, but it is meant to help us see the moon and to to require us uh, to reach for it. Do you do you do you believe
3: that there are many ways to point towards
1: the moon? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. As many as there are people. It's do something. Yeah. That is a pointing at the moon, yeah. wherever you are. And then when you see... you believe
3: that that's what all religions are doing, pointing towards the moon? I do.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I really do. Mm-hmm.
3: Didn't you have a mystical experience, It's like 13?
1: It Would you call it, was, it a mystical experience? No, I didn't know what to call it. It, it affected me. It's still with me. Mm-hmm. When you touch that word in my head, The light comes on, but I honestly, that night was kind of shook. I was in the cathedral by myself. Our Girl Scout troop met in the basement of the cathedral, but I used to sneak up the back stairs to make a private visit in the church. And I was at the communion rail, what was then the communion rail, and all of a sudden, there was a a burst of light. And I thought, somebody's in the church and turned on all the lights. But there wasn't anybody and the light dimmed and went away. And I was terribly affected by that. I, I, I never told anybody that for years and years and years. And now, I say to, when I say to myself now, what was that, John? I said, I don't know. Maybe it was a bad light switch. Maybe the janitor snuck in, but it affected me. And it said, it came over the, Catholics always had the tabernacle, you know, and it was just like I could see that light. and what did you feel in oh, that moment? Oh, just a little scared and warm and wonderful, because it was beauty. I mm. thought it was beauty, mm-hmm. It was such beauty, mm-hmm. whatever it was, and it just the feeling never really left. And I
3: love how you say in the book I remembered this line, I love beautiful sentences. Uh, "Beauty scatters the seed of hope in us." Oh, yeah. Yes. Beauty scatters
1: yes. the yes. seeds of hope right. in us. That's exactly what it's about. Yeah. That's, why, that's why making beauty is so important. And I've been talking about to audiences about raising the minimum wage. Here we have all of this money flowing to the top. Mm-hmm. And the people who are, who are making it for these people, all they want is a living wage. And we're still seeing that being resisted. And I said, don't you understand? Surely some people here realize that what we give them will only enhance us. It will enhance our city. They'll be able to plant, plant flowers in their front yard. They'll be able to paint the house. They'll be able to take care of their own children. And they'll be a happy, a happy uh, universe in the center of us that, that calms everybody's mm-hmm. fears and races because that is hopes.
3: our role our spiritual role here on earth our role as human beings is to be able to do something
1: That's
3: right something for something yes you say science has so much to teach us about yeah. spirituality
1: well yeah I, I i have said publicly science is the spiritual director of this age
3: Ooh that's good yeah that's science, good.
1: science is teaching us the power.: Science of is the spiritual, spiritual director, director of this age. Yeah. That is a tweetable moment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I believe it very strongly. And why? Because we will now, in the next 25 years, we will have to restructure all of our language to explain what is our fundamental truth. What bite are we taking out of the apple? We call it global warming. Mm -hmm. But the apple doesn't mean anything anymore. But science is telling us you are are ruining the garden. You're destroying the garden. That's why it's our
3: spiritual director. That's right. It's our spiritual director. Wow. Why do you think that science and faith are often seen as such opposing forces?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, well that's that's been false PR right from day one. I mean, <laughs> that just doesn't work. I mean, uh the, they, this whole notion that there is a natural enmity there. On the contrary, there is an unnatural an, an marriage there of a phenomenal wonder at the world yeah. and everything in it. Yeah. The mystery. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how do you look through a, a Hubble telescope and say to yourself Oh, I don't know. I figure, you know, we've got it all. Mm -hmm. And who cares what's out there? Tell me, who doesn't care what's out there? What is it you know for sure? I know that life is a process. And I know that the contemplation of God is what leads to the compassion that is the glue of society. Mm. Thank you. Thank you for everything you're doing, Oprah. God bless you.